0: Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. We are here to be a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members helping facilitate worship ministry in the local church. My name is David. David? <laughs> David! <laughs> I'm here with my friend Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Wait, that's my name. Your Your name is David! <laughs> My name is Kevin, your name is David. Oh, we are just real people, let me we tell you are. that. We are not professionals at this. <laughs> that was great. Well, we're here to talk about worship ministry, and believe it or not, we're not going to go back and edit that out. That is going to be in the podcast. It's in? It's wow. It's in the podcast. How
1: embarrassing. <laughs>
0: How absolutely real. <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah, so so David, uh, we talked last time, last episode, we we gave kind of a really good outline of what we're doing, why we're doing it. Uh, can you just briefly tell, just remind the listeners why we have this podcast? Briefly?
0: Yeah, briefly, like a minute. <laughs> a minute. You got the timer going? Uh, I'll, I'll look at my watch. Ready, go. All right, here we go. The Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast is a resource for you to help build community with other people. It's just like what we said at the beginning. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, and we want to help you build your worship team. We want to help you build your worship ministry in your church. That's that's all we're here to do. We're not here to tout our stuff. We're not here to talk about how good we are at everything, because we have a lot to learn, but we're here to be a resource for all of you. Did I cover it all? That's pretty good, and that was only 25 seconds, so not bad at all. So
1: uh, today we were going to talk about um we were going to just kind of what share a little bit about worship uh what worship is you know because i think it's important right if we're going to have a podcast on worship ministry and uh this whole di- this whole idea of of uh of worship in general what is it why do we do it and um so uh, you know, we we both went to Multnomah Bible College. We took a number of classes there. Obviously, when you're at a Bible college, you're learning a lot of theoretical knowledge, and uh, but now we're we're out of college. We've been in worship ministries. Uh, we're we're both paid um, worship pastors, and so now it's time to take that theoretical knowledge and we apply it to our actual uh, church and of course our our jobs, which is a vocational ministry. And you know, what does that look like? What does it look like to have worship? Uh, in general.
0: so And if you're thinking, oh, that's kind of cliche for a worship ministry podcast to start <laughs> off talking about what is worship, we actually talked about that. Yeah. We didn't want to just do that because that's what we're supposed to do, but but we talked about it and we decided that we we need to kind of define some of the terms of what we're talking about when we think about worship before we get too far down the road and, right. and realize that we, we hadn't even laid the foundation for what we're going to talk about. So, So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about worship.
1: Yeah. Yep, and not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it's an important thing to do. That's right. So, um, you know, I let let me start out and I was just uh just before we start, I was sharing with you David the story um you know, when when I was um when when I was starting off early, uh even in high school, I I used to lead uh the youth group band in high school and um uh, you know, Wednesday night at youth group. And you know, I remember being at a place in my life. You know, I was like sixteen. Uh, you know, I'm leading the worship ministry. I'm, I'm I'm there with the 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 team, and and I remember thinking, okay, cool. I I've arrived. You know, yeah. I I've I've got it figured out. Like I'm sixteen. I'm leading worship.
0: No, everything there is. I to know. know. <laughs> I
1: know what I'm doing now, and I know why I'm doing it. And and then it was one night. It was one night. Uh, boy. I can't remember when. I, I used to always it was like October something rather, but um I'm there, we're le- we're doing our, our, our music set and uh and, and I remember just I remember just feeling, boy, I, I want I want our youth group to worship. I want them to really worship. And and in my mind, like the epitome of worship was everyone just standing up, just stretching out their arms to the heavens And people just like shouting at the top of their lungs. I'm like, this is going to be great. That's worship. And um, no one did it, you know, like no one did it at all. And I was like so bummed out because I'm thinking, well, come on, why aren't they worshiping? And, 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 you know, it's it's not like growing up I I, I went to a charismatic church or anything. I just went to, um, you know, I I went to just a a normal um, uh, Bible-believing church, you know, nothing fancy about it. But, but somehow in my mind, I got this idea, this this that tangible um, expression of worship is true worship. And and so when it came time to it, and, I, and I'm leading this music, and I keep waiting for this response, this like explosive response. I keep waiting for everyone to just leap up to their feet and, and start just erupting in a shout of triumph. And I was so disappointed at the end of the night. And I remember thinking, no one worshiped. No one worshiped our Jesus. Uh, you know, and, and thinking that I failed, until someone came up after me. After me, one of my friends, and they said that was so incredible. I was sitting there, and I was just so overcome with with the music and the words of that song. Like I, you know, basically saying that in the in my quiet in the quietness of my heart is when I worship. And I thought, you can do that. Like you, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to be, like, raising your hands and, and singing at the top of your lungs. Like, you can worship God in the quietness of your heart. And that, for me, was the beginning, uh, that beginning step, that transformation that, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't always see what's going on inside people's
0: hearts, and that's okay. Uh, you know, God will be the judge of that. I got to tell you something, that's, that's something I still struggle with. Yeah. Like, every week when, when you know, maybe people aren't as responsive physically, like i would hope that they would be right. i start to think well man are we are we doing something wrong <laughs> what, what's going on why is nobody raising their hands why is nobody closing their eyes why are only half the people singing
1: yeah isn't it funny how and, and same thing for me man like isn't it funny how even 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 later um you know like in my mind i i know the truth like i know that that, that people can worship God in a number of ways and that worship is not contingent upon uh, the way that I lead and that worshiping Jesus Christ is not contingent upon the way people respond but isn't it interesting how we can still be so uh, we can be so set on on our expectations like I, I'll get this preconceived idea of Oh this song's really great, you know, like like perhaps you know this song means a lot to me in my own personal worship. I just know they're going to love it and they're going to respond so well to it. And if it doesn't go quite the way I wanted to, you end up being like kind of defeated. You feel like a failure. Yeah, you and you get discouraged and it's like what's up with that? You know, who who said that that their response is going to is going to be the the heart and the soul behind their worship to Jesus Christ, you know? Like, what what lie perpetuated that? I, I don't know. But, so, but we all do it, I think, to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. And I think part of that, part of what happens is we tie our worth as worship leaders uh, to that response. Yeah. And if, we, if we're not getting that response, because we are the worship leaders, we're the worship pastors, we are the, the people up on the stage that's supposed to be taking this congregation on a worship experience. Mm-hmm. And if we don't feel like they're doing that then we feel like we are worthless as worship leaders or maybe that's just me maybe i'm maybe i'm no, generalizing I, I, I don't everyone... know
1: i think and and that might be a general generalization but i think you i think you're honestly so let me ask you david how how then would you combat that you know we talked about it we talked about you know how uh how worship isn't contingent upon response or whatever um, but yet we still, you do it and I do it as leaders. We still
0: uh, tie our worth into it. What do we do to combat that? Well, one of the things that I've I've learned to do is is we have to be in contact and communication with the people we're trying to lead and worship. So we can't there can't be this huge divide between us up on the stage and the people out in the congregation. So we actually have to talk. Yeah, we to have it. to Whoa. talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's scary for a lot of musicians, you know. Let's just get up there and play our music and then be done with it. Right. But but one of the things that's been most beneficial to me is actually talking to some of the people that I know who are like not expressive at all. Yeah. And they will come up to me and we'll talk a little bit after the service and they'll say the same kind of thing like happened to you and they'll say that was a great worship experience. yeah, no. I, I felt extremely connected to God.
1: Now, let, let me ask you this real quick. I'll interject here because I know I've done this but let me ask you when you have those those uh moments when you ask someone and they're like wow you know that was awesome do you ever say in your head yeah right you're you're lying
0: <laughs> do you ever do that oh yeah because oh. I I do that you know yeah.
1: uh, like I I remember this this one service it was just uh two two or three months ago and and to me it's just like the whole thing just it, it just felt like it just didn't go right, you know, like like yeah, I, like I and those you know like like things just weren't happening, and and the band you know was missing certain hits and blah blah blah, and, and I'm thinking, gosh, that went horrible, and and this one just sweet old lady said. Oh, you know, I just appreciate what you do, and that song which is so great. And I remember thinking, that, yeah, yeah, right, that
0: happens more. <laughs> it seems like it seems like when things go wrong, yeah, <laughs> more people come up to me and say that was a great worship experience
1: yeah and 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 then i'm I'm thinking okay are they are they trying to be funny, or is God like trying to humble me <laughs> yeah, right,
0: you know, yeah, like that was a great worship <laughs> experience <laughs> but but you know seriously,
1: like I think in in some weird, crazy, cool way. God, I don't know, maybe maybe that's like his way of humbling us and reminding us that is totally has nothing to do with what we do.
0: yeah and and that's so important, but we look over it so often, I think. like we, we say it, but do we actually mean it and believe it and think it? Like do we actually really believe that that worship isn't about us on stage, but we are just like a conduit for people. Like, right. A lot of times, we I think we kind of get this cistern view of our worship. Like, like we we pour everything into the cistern, and and all the music and all the creative stuff and all the video and all that that goes into the cistern, and that's what worship is. Yeah. But when in in reality, that's not what worship is. Worship is just a conduit to lead people to God.
1: And and more one step further than that, you know, I think. Um, and I know this is like really kind of trite and cliche to say, but I have to remind myself of it, so I'm just gonna say it: that worship is more than music. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and it's funny because that's like one of the first things you know you learn as a worship leader, and one of the first things you talk about in, in Bible college. You know, when you're in the music program, that worship is not music, and and you know, so many times we equate worship and music, and and uh, to be able to actually separate them, but.
0: And we still and we call it that when we're talking about our services, right? Right. We the, talk about the worship, the worship and the message,
1: the worship, and so that's what I'm saying. Like I know it sounds really cliche and trite to say worship is not music, but I have to remind myself of that all the time. And and, and so I was going to say taking what you're saying even even further and saying that that um, when when we when we come to a, a worship service. You know, realizing you were talking earlier that idea of a journey. You know, realizing that there's so much, there's so much that goes on. Uh, you know, and it's not just the music. And and yeah, we're we're putting a lot of creative elements. in. you know, I mean, I spend hours and hours every week making sure everything's perfect. Right. You know, and I want it to all go so well. And and I work on the charts and I get everything going and I'm working with the band and oh, it's gonna be so great. Uh, and then when it doesn't happen, you know, I put my worth in that. And and I feel discouraged and I feel defeated sometimes. But it's not just about the music, you know. It's not just about that that one uh, song, you know. It, it's it's about it's about what the pastor was preaching. It's about you know the the prayer, even the ties and the offering. Those those moments when the congregation is united as the body of Christ and realizing that God is bigger than any one of them combined. I mean that's. You know that—that's where worship is happening.
0: Yeah, it's—it's it's not. You know, it's one of those things where the sum of the parts is—is is greater than the individual parts. Yeah, and—and um, and I know that expression doesn't go like that. I know there's a better way to say it than that, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't think of it right now. Hey, but you—you you do have a great quote. I do have. You, a quote. you pulled up a quote on worship. Why don't you read that? Well, this is a quote I've been using. Actually, I heard it from Ravi Zacharias. Good old Ravi. I don't know if any of you have listened to him, but he's a great communicator, one of my favorite communicators. He's actually an apologist. He defends the Christian faith around the world and, and does forums and on Christian faith, and he'll go into big public universities like Ohio State University ah, Buckeyes. and hold forums and invite people to come and ask questions, and he will defend the Christian faith on these secular campuses. It's a really cool thing. Cool. But uh, he gives this definition, and it comes from William Temple, and um, it, it's really... It sounds complex because it's long, but when you actually just think about it and listen to it, it's really simple. But this is it. Worship is the submission of all of our nature to God. It's the quickening of conscience by His holiness, the nourishment of mind with His truth, the purifying of imagination by His beauty, the opening of the heart to His love, and the surrender of will to His purpose, and all of this wrapped up in adoration is the greatest of human expressions. Hmm. And it's, it's great because it just covers everything. And and that's what worship is. It doesn't it doesn't say anything in there about worship being music, right? It might be a form of worship. Music might be a form of worship, uh-huh. and there might be these other things that are forms of worship. But worship isn't that. And we can, and we really put the lid on the box by by saying that worship is music, right? Can you read that one more time? Yeah, I want to hear that again. Worship is the submission of all of our nature to God. It's the quickening of conscience by his holiness the nourishment of mind with his truth the purifying of imagination by his beauty hmm. the opening of heart of the heart to his love and the surrender of will to his purpose all this gathered up in adoration is the greatest of human expressions and i love that just just like you said how there, there's nothing specifically
1: about music there like so so much uh, those adjectives that descriptive languages is, is all about our interaction with Jesus Christ,
0: yeah, you know that's what it's all about. You know, it's sub- submitting ourselves to God, submitting mm-hmm. ourselves to the and all of our nature, all of us, our entire being to God. It's it's quickening our conscience to His holiness. It's- you
1: know, it makes me it makes me think of um, those times, and I don't know if you've ever had these moments, David, where um, you know, like, I, okay, let me back it up even one step when when i'm preparing you know stuff for sunday morning and getting everything ready you know i do a lot of planning i do i do a lot of that stuff and and sunday morning you know i'm there and and i'm and uh i'm singing these songs and and they're my they're my expressions you know they're they're my heartfelt expressions of worship to jesus but some of the most special most intimate times of worship that i've ever personally had it's been times when it's just maybe me and a piano, or maybe me and a couple guys and a guitar, or or I remember even once, you know, when um when I was uh uh when when I was in college, my roommate and I just had this awesome time of prayer, you know, where we were just we were just praying and praising God, and and it's like those those are the moments, you know, those are the moments where I where I'm like, man, we are kissing the face of God. Yeah. And and it had nothing to do with like a big fancy production, you know. Had nothing to
0: do orchestra, yeah, and choirs, right. and four hundred piece, four hundred people up on the stage. Yeah,
1: and and you know what? Like all those, you know, th- those are totally fine, legitimate mm-hmm. ways of worshiping God, and they're cool too. Like is there's something to be said about you know? And again, I know kind of a trite thing to say, but there definitely is something to be said about. Um, You know, putting your best foot forward, giving God your most honored, cherished gifts, and that's why we, you know, that's why we do this. That's why you and I are in this capacity that we are as worship leaders, because our churches have recognized the value of putting, uh, of putting such a high, you know, putting such a high value on on the music and what we're presenting to God and the creative elements that go on into worship service, and that's awesome. That's very awesome. But at the same time, those simple, quiet moments are are sometimes some just beautiful, beautiful, precious times that I will never forget for the rest of my life.
0: Well and that, you know, talking about quality, that's that's another another definition of worship that, that I've often used. Used it before I came up with this one. But worship, the word worship comes from an Anglo Saxon contraction, worth ship. Yeah. Which just means to ascribe worth to something. Right. So it's pretty hard to to ascribe worth to something if it's not worthy, <laughs> you know. What I yeah,
1: if it, 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 it's not actually, yeah, if there's no point in actually giving it worth.
0: Right. So, but but we but we cannot limit ourselves to thinking that music itself is worship. Right. And and that and and really capturing that idea, really learning that idea is as one of the things, one of the triggers to unlocking the idea for using creativity in our worship services. Because for so long, you know, you think of music as worship, That so you have to do music, you have to do a certain amount of music every week for it to be a worship time. Mm-hmm. But there are so many more creative elements out there. There are so many more creative ways we can express ourselves to God yeah. than just music. And I think even in some future
1: podcast episodes, we're going to talk about different ways— of uh creative planning creative elements because uh, I know that's something that i you know i I lack um some of that stuff and I know you've you've done some great creative things um during during your ministry so uh definitely stuff we'll be talking about in the and future
0: one of the things that that i i hear a lot of worship leaders say this in a in a negative way they talk about how it's negative for the for the worship I'm using quotation marks, but you can 't see that on the podcast <laughs> but how the wor- they think it's negative for the worship to set up the sermon hmm. and I actually disagree with that I think it's it's a very powerful thing when the entire service sets up the point that the pastor's trying to make because our part of our job as worship leaders isn't just what we do in the hour on the weekend with the people we have, but we want to encourage and inspire and lead people to worship in their lives throughout the throughout week. Throughout the week. Yeah. And one of the ways that we do that is through teaching. Yep. And I've been talking with some other peoples on some other people on other blogs about how they feel like our our church services are too oriented around the sermon. Hmm. And and I disagree with that. As a worship pastor, I disagree with that because because <laughs> it's important to have that teaching, and it's important for the entire leadership of the church to be teaching people to go out of this building and to go into their week and to live their lives in a way that is an act of worship to God.
1: Well, it's that idea of a of a takeaway. You know, what yeah. what's your takeaway? What are we? You know, are we just going to walk out of this church and and then just you know live live our lives and and boy, I'm just full of cliches today. But I was going to say, being a Sunday-only Christian, you know, another great um, uh, cliche. But but you know, it's true. What what do we do to inspire our church body to live and worship Jesus Christ authentically, passionately, with their whole hearts, and not just because they come to church and sing a few songs? You know, that's something that I've really been working with my with my worship team uh, about. You know, I, I think I think there's kind of this. This mentality that that we're um, we just get up there and we sing a few songs, you know, it's like a sing along. I, yeah. I, I've heard that before, where you know, oh, you know, we're always gonna have a sing like like you know, mass karaoke. Yeah, I mean, what's the story? You know, why why do we have to why do we have to relegate ourselves to to thinking of of this as a sing along when in reality we are doing we are doing something so huge, something so bigger than than us. And and so I've really been spending the last couple of months talking with my worship team and saying, Hey guys, when we get up there on Sunday, th- this is not us singing a few songs, having fun, making some cool music. This is us as leaders being intentional in what we're doing, in our delivery, in our methodology. And this is us worshiping Jesus Christ and the way that we do it we're we're facilitating that when we're up there we we are we're ambassadors we are leaders we are examples to the church body of, of what of what worshipers look like and and it, it, when you put in that perspective it's such a huge thing you know and you realize whoa uh, maybe I should take this seriously
0: <laughs> Maybe maybe I should practice a little bit. More. Right, yeah, like
1: like maybe, maybe this is a you know a big deal, and, and maybe maybe I should live it like that.
0: Maybe I should do a little bit more spiritual preparation throughout the week. Totally,
1: totally, yeah. and I think that's a good question. You know, something that I try to challenge my my worship team with, and I probably don't do it enough, me but either. but I try to challenge them with that idea of you know, hey, during the week, like are you are you praying? Like, are you praying for the Sunday service? Are you praying for me? Are you praying for the message that Pastor Mike is going to be preaching? Um, You know, because I I try to do that, but also I do that because, you know, I'm there at the church every single day. And so, like, I'm kind of thinking that way. And I probably need to be more intentional with getting my worship team to, to be thinking about their role in the worship service. And I think that, you know, we're talking about worship, the definition of worship, what worship is. I think that in and of itself is very very much worshipful, you know, because when we, when we are taking our our, you know, our ideas, our preconceived ideas, and when we're trying to actually go one step further and and say, hey, you know, there there's more to this than just Sunday,
0: uh, throughout the week, I can be praying for this. Like, whoa, hey, a whole new world opens up. Well, is that what you would describe then as the next step of worship? Yeah, we.
1: And I know we've been talking about that a little bit, you know, and I kind of threw that out there when we were planning some of this, you know, What what is the next step of worship? And I think that that for me is a very important part because, you know, again, the whole mentality of a sing-along, anyone can come to church on Sunday and, and, and think that we're doing some mass karaoke. But if, if we are going to actually take our worship ministry to the next level, if we're actually going to be authentic and intentional in our worship ministry, then we have to take it. One, uh, another step, you know, the next step. And for me, that, you know, and here I go again, cliches, <laughs> a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle of worship,
0: you know? Yeah, and, and one of the things I remember when I was interviewing for this job here at Gateway, one of the other pastors here on staff said one of the things that that he's looking for in a worship leader is somebody who can get him thinking about worship like on a Tuesday. Yeah. And so... And and I, that, that has obviously stuck with me. It's something that I remembered because it's so true that that part of our job, a big part of our job and an often overlooked part of our job as worship leaders is we need to get people thinking about worship during the week. Hmm. And and we spend all of our time, all of our energy preparing for the weekend for this one-hour event and actually only 20 or 30 minutes right. of of the weekend and 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 we don't put any energy into how we're going to get people to walk out the doors, and to live a lifestyle of yep. worship.
1: Yeah, just just like you were talking about earlier. You know, what what's your takeaway? Mm-hmm. What's your takeaway from that service? And and I think for me, going back to that next step idea, for me part of that is um, you know having having personal worship time, and uh, you know I, I I recognize that I I'm in a u- unique position where. Um, I'm at the church. You know, I, I have a chance to, you know, I can crack open my Bible and read it, you know, at church if I wanted to. A lot of people, when they're at their jobs, they can't crack their Bible open. You know, That that's not really something they can just do on a regular right. basis. But for me, you know, even like when I get home, something I've gotten in the habit of doing, and it's been so huge for me, I don't know if you do this, but, um, you know, I, I'm a piano player. I, I lead I lead from the piano Sunday morning at our church, Lordwood Baptist and um, I, I, uh, so many times, like you were saying, I, I, I'm, I'm putting all this energy into my Sunday morning service. What I started doing that's been so huge for me is um, at least one or two hours every, every single day, I, or sorry, every single week, I'm making sure that I'm playing the piano. Just just for my own, you know, that something that has nothing to do with Sunday service. I'm sitting down at home. I'm playing the piano just for me. I'm either writing a song or I'm just kind of playing some worship songs. And that has been so huge for me because... I don't know, again, I don't know about you, but I've equated so much of what I play on the piano with Sunday morning, and getting away from that has been
0: groundbreaking. But playing the piano is a talent that God has given you to do. Yeah, yeah. And so when you do that, regardless of whether you're preparing for a weekend or not, if your attitude is in the right place, just the mere act of playing the piano could and should be an act of worship. Yeah, yeah. And so... And and that's the talent that God has given you. But but for so many people, you know, maybe they're not musical at all, huh. but they have a talent that God has given them. They have a gift, a spiritual gift, if you will, mm-hmm. that God has given them, and that when they do that, they can be worshiping God through that activity.
1: And so maybe what uh, next steps in worship looks like is encouraging our team members or our church as a whole to use that th- those spiritual gifts so to speak um throughout the week you know it, for for people who and, and I've I've used this example before I taught a Sunday school um at our I taught a Sunday school series at our church and we talked about um different ways that people uh experience worship you know the next steps in worship so to speak and um uh one guy shared this awesome story I love it um of a of a friend of his who was a, a professor um, at some university, taught math or calculus or something. You know, I, I don't even like math. You know, so I didn't really pick up on what he was doing. But, but he said uh, for him, he literally worshipped Jesus Christ while doing calculus, uh, calculus problems because he would sit there and figure out all these things, and he would see the order and he would see the beauty in in the way that things were linear and how it all like added up and he would like be like oh my goodness god you are so great for for making order and and that was how he worshiped and i'm yeah. like you're kidding me, math! Cool. Yeah. and it was it was very cool. Uh, I would never do that, you know, um, because because I just I just don't like math. I mean, yeah. I use a calculator for you know for like seven plus three. Um, I, I get my calculator out. That's eleven, right? Uh, uh, right, exactly. Okay. Good. Just checking. <laughs> just checking. But it, it was it was so cool to to realize that here is this guy who loves math. He does math for a living. And when he sits down and 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 you know crunches out these complex problems, he sees beauty and he sees Jesus Christ in the order and and I'm like that that is one of the neatest things I've ever heard to worship Jesus uh through something silly like calculus you know yeah
0: and and that's what that's what next step worship is all about yeah it's it's taking that gift that God has given you. You're good with numbers, you're good with woodworking, you're, right. you're good at gardening, right. you're good at all these different things. God has given you a gift, and and when you do that for His glory, not when you're doing it because you want to glorify God by doing it, that's worship. Mm-hmm. And uh, along those lines, we have this um, Sunday school class at
1: our church, we call it uh, SHAPE. It's an acronym, it stands for, um, of course now I'm going to forget it, uh, Spiritual Gifts, um, Oh, something. H, aptitude, heart. heart, aptitude, passion, and experience. And the idea, the idea is that you, you know, all of us have passions about something, but we maybe are not skilled. You know, we may not have the aptitude. Um, all of us, all of us have skills in something, but we may not have passion. So what you do, and what the shape class at our church kind of helps people realize, you know, what is their shape? What is their purpose? Um. What is that spiritual gift that that they perhaps can uh can use, and so it helps them find something they're passionate about and something they're good at, and you you find that and you're like, "Hey, guess what you can use this to worship God
0: <laughs> yeah, and you might be able to you might be able to use it to do ministry in the church, yeah, and maybe you won't, but that doesn't mean it's not worship exactly we don't have to be in church, or be connected to church, or be doing something for the church for what we're doing to be worshipped. And
1: that's a great point, because there are uh, a lot, a a good, you know, probably most of the people that come to our churches every single Sunday, most of them are out in the professional work world, they're, you know, at businesses, they're at jobs, they're doing things that aren't uh, necessarily church-related. But every single one of those people have a gift, a talent, a passion, and a lot of them are doing it for the glory of God outside the church. And that's awesome. Like, what better way to worship Jesus Christ than to do to do a job that you love and a job that you're good at with your whole heart
0: unto Jesus. And one last thought about worship. Worship is an attitude. Hmm. And it's real simple. You choose your attitude. <laughs> yeah. So... You can either be worshiping or you can be not worshiping, right? Right. But you can you can have an attitude of worship, and you can choose to have that attitude, and you can live your life in that way. Yeah, I mean, I remember even even in in junior high, my youth
1: pastor saying, "We can wor- You can worship Jesus by obeying your mom and cleaning your room." And I'm like, "Oh, brother, you know, <laughs> don't tell me that." How much did my mom pay you to say? Yeah, that? I know exactly. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Can there be other ways of worshiping? But, you know, it's kind of silly and it's kind of junior highish. but it's very true. Uh, you know, no matter what you do, doing all for the glory of God.
0: Yep. That is all the time we have. That's it. That's it. Wow. We're, we are done. And as you can tell, we can talk about worship until we're blue in the face. So Yeah. So listen, listen in again. Yeah, listen in again. Remember to check us out online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Get in touch with us. Give us some stuff you'd like for us to talk about and things that we can help you figure out in your worship ministry and be a catalyst for your worship ministry in your local church. That's right. We'll see you next
1: time. Take care.